Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jill Lowry, and I am so excited that you're listening today. And we are continuing our series about new life in Christ and what it means to be born into Christ. And and I was thinking about a scripture from Philippians as I was thinking about this series, and it's called for me to live as Christ and to die as gain and it's from Philippians 1 21 and I just want any of you that are listening to know that when you're truly living in Christ you can live freely and we just need to remember that that we can have new life in Christ and then when it is our time to go and be with Christ to die is gain because we're with Christ in heaven and so I just want you to meditate on that, Philippians 1, 21, and think about it as, as I conduct this, this next interview, and I'm so excited to do that. But before I introduce our special guest, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity to share and to have our special guest here to share his heart about you and his new life because he's a Christian, because he follows you and and he loves you with all of his heart. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, you would speak through us as we share today about you. And thank you for the many blessings you bestow upon us. And thank you for today. For today is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Well, I am pleased to introduce to you Dr. Craig DeLisi. And if you listen to Star Country and you're a a listener during the week, you've probably heard him on Tuesday mornings at 815. He comes on and Carrie has him as a special guest, and and he speaks about some things involving his practice. He's a doctor here in, in Mount Pleasant, and I'm excited to have him here at the studio today. And so thank you, Craig. How are you doing, doctor? I'm doing well, Jill. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Good. Yeah, so people probably know your voice from Tuesday mornings. You've Maybe, been yes. <laughs> you've been doing this for since COVID, right? Tell me kind of right. how this started, this ministry yeah. where you come on the radio every Tuesday morning. Yeah, the hospital uh, must have connected with Star Country early on um, in COVID, and, and at one point, I think Carrie was doing an interview every day of the week with someone different from the hospital, and they just asked if I would do one of those. And and at some point, I don't, you know, that lasted for some weeks, and you know, exclusively talked about COVID-related issues. And I think we, he and I just developed a nice rapport, and so it continued. I don't know if there was ever anything official said or asked, but I enjoyed it, and he seems to enjoy it, and he's quite mm-hmm. medically knowledgeable and savvy and just a good interviewer. You know, in the beginning, it was funny. They would give us questions, so we knew ahead of time what we were talking about. Right. <laughs> and, or I don't know, maybe I would give him questions. I don't yes. remember. And, of course, you run out of things, and so, <laughs> yeah. so it would just be spontaneous, and, and that's, that's how it's been for quite a while now. We, we do it on most mm-hmm. Tuesdays, but I enjoy it. It's a neat chance to, um, to answer questions or just talk about topics that mm-hmm. have a medical interest, and, and uh, I never know what's coming with him. He's, he's, he's a pretty, yes. pretty funny guy. He really is. Thank you, Carrie, for doing that. And he was the one that connected us. He said, oh, right. you've got to interview 
Dr. DeLisi. He's amazing, and Sweet. I think he'll be a good interviewee. So here we go. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to sing me a song like he does? Oh, no, I don't okay, do good. that. No, no, okay, no, good. no. We have a song at the beginning. That's of right. Ours I know. Well, he makes show, up but, songs. Oh, so that funny. is so yeah. cute. I'll have to tune in and listen. Okay, let's talk about your background. So, okay. what brought you to this area in Mount Pleasant? Uh, I came here in 2003 when I finished my medical residency training. And so this uh, is, was my first job as a physician when I moved here and I uh, moved to Pittsburgh. Um, I think I was 27 or 28, so a very young mm-hmm. physician. Um, when we moved here, we, uh, my wife and I just had a few kids and, and it had a challenging three years of training um, because our oldest daughter had, had uh, was diagnosed with leukemia when I was an intern in residency. And so she had gone through two and a half years of chemo and we were... Um, physically and emotionally uh, exhausted, and we found this, you know, this quaint little town in the piney woods that we thought would be a season of rest for us, that we would maybe come for a few years, and until we decided what we wanted to do next, and that was two decades ago. Uh-huh. And also, I think we've had ten or eleven kids yeah, since then. Yeah, tell everyone how many kids do you and your so wife? So we have thirteen. Um, we've, we've, my wife has birthed fourteen children. We lost one. Um, uh, I think 11 years ago now, mm-hmm. but so we have a very big brood. So we've outgrown our spaces quickly. Yes, you have. Uh, That's and, amazing. And really outgrown the big city. So, so, you know, this has become home. We were in Pittsburgh for several years, been in Mount Pleasant for, um, for quite a few now. And, and really, really have grown to love this, this area. I really mm-hmm. love Texas and, and this part of the state we love. Mm-hmm. That's really wonderful. And so what type of medicine do you practice? Uh, family practice or family mm-hmm. medicine. And so I see, all ages. I have, you know, this week I saw one week old, and I've Aww. seen I have, you know, patients over a hundred, and and uh, and kind of get to see a little bit of everything, which also I love. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't. It's different in bigger cities and suburbs of big cities. I think the family docs tend to have a niche and don't get to see and do as much. So I really enjoy um, being the first, getting the first crack at just anything that walks in the door. And mm-hmm. I, of course, can't handle everything, but but I enjoy to I enjoy trying. And uh, it's been it's been good. It's been rich. Well, wonderful. And I was talking to you before you came in, and you were telling me about your training that you did in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And would yes. you tell us a little bit about this? Because yes. then we're going to lead into the type of practice that you have. Sure. So uh, you know, medical school. You know, every physician has to go to medical school. And I went to Alabama uh, in Birmingham for medical school. And at the end of that, you pick a specialty, and you have to go to residency in that specialty in order to be board certified. So I picked family medicine. And you apply to different places and, and then um, get matched at one, which is kind of a weird process. But the one I ended up going to was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it, it was a Christian family medicine training program, which which the first I heard of it, I didn't even understand that that could exist or mm-hmm. what they even meant. And they, the only reason I even went out there to check it out is they were flying a spouse. They would fly the interviewee and the spouse if they had them because all the other places I went, I was driving all over the East Coast. And um, when we went, my wife and I just fell in love. But it's a it's a program uh, in Tulsa that uh, has really essentially a mission to train Christian physicians to minister to people in Jesus' name through the practice of medicine. Mm-hmm. And so it has a heavy missions focus, both domestically and abroad. And they teach us how to be, you know, tuned into spiritual needs of patients, how to pray with people. And it was it was an incredible. I mean, residency is very hard by by construct. I mean, especially. When I did, it was before they, you know, now they have caps on like how many hours a week you can work or how long you can work consecutively. And those didn't exist then. So Mm -hmm. it was every bit uh, as exhausting as it would have been anywhere. But 
but it was also an environment with you know these thirty mm-hmm. uh, any given year there's you know ten ten and ten uh, so thirty you know uh, young physician trainees that were followers of Christ and being mentored by you know these attendings and 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 so it was it was an incredible um, really life transforming time mm-hmm. for 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 me. And, and as a family, and, and also just setting the stage for what I wanted to do with mm-hmm. medicine, you know, of what it was meant, for at least for why I feel like God called mm-hmm. me into it. Not So you view it as a ministry, a career yeah. and a ministry, yeah, no, where absolutely. you can help people find um, the higher being, find Jesus. It and, is, and, yeah. and Because you see a lot of people that are sick. Yeah. You see a lot of people that might be facing death or yeah. cancer or, yeah. or whatever. and. You know, we can't do this alone, right. and so you're able yeah. to share. Do you pray with your patients I do, actively? Yeah. R- routinely. I mean, not every patient, every time, but but quite often. And mm-hmm. and, I, and I tell people, you know, I know who the great physician is. Amen. You know, I just want to be a very good one, and uh-huh, and, and, and he's a, uh, you know, and, and anything, and you know, and we, you know, even the things we do. Of course, I still prescribe medicines and offer right, treatment, and right. but you know, the you know, all healing comes from him, and mm-hmm. and so you know, often he uses those means, the, the natural means of, of grace and, and but sometimes supernatural and I and usually as I pray I say you know father you don't need this thing that we're about to try to fix this problem but we ask that you would by whatever means either right. this or or by another you know whatever you know by the touch mm-hmm. of your hand and so um and it is a ministry Jill I mean mm-hmm. I am so grateful you know when I when I decided to be a physician I had a patient recently ask me about it and and he said what made you go into medicine to begin with and I thought and I hadn't thought about that and I remember in college, you know, I was 18, I just started following Jesus and and I was really good at math and really good in science and so I didn't know if I wanted to go into actuarial science, which is kind of like a math major or engineering. So I was taking all the classes for all that, including pre-med. And, and after a couple of years, I felt like just with my, um, the things I was good at, but also just my interpersonal uh or just kind of gifts of mercy and different things that maybe might please the Lord to go into medicine if, and maybe as a means to minister to people over time in Jesus' name. And, you know, that was a naive 20-year-old version of myself. And, of course, you know, the journey to get there is very long and very, uh, it can make you very jaded. And, and, right. and, and, and like in a lot of things in life, we think something is one way. And then when you actually get to it, it's completely different. But as I was telling this young man who is a pre-med student himself, that desire, because I remember so strongly thinking, well, Lord, I, I would love to do that. I'd love to be a minister, a physician who can minister to people over time. And I'm, and, and I just, I just had the almost the, the, just the revelation of that's exactly what I've, you know, my life has been for twenty. Years. I mean, it's literally exactly what I hoped it would be right. when I was that young twenty-year-old that didn't know anything mm-hmm. about anything. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of overcome by that. What, a, what an incredible mm-hmm. blessing and such a joy. I count it such a privilege. And um, and it is such a ministry. I mean, people are vulnerable to their doctors. I mean, I don't earn that. I mean, that's just sort of mm-hmm. entrusted to me. And mm-hmm. you know, it, I've been here so long. Most of my patients are ones I've known for years. But I, you know, I still have new patients from time to time. And and even in those situations, you know, they don't know me. So it's not right. that they're. It's because of anything other than just the position. And and so it affords just an intimacy that mm-hmm. can be used for great good and and to point people to what their real need is which yes. is which is Jesus. Have you led people to Christ? You know, I don't I, I if direct. I if I have I don't you know I don't know if I if I I don't know that I prayed say you know like a sinner's prayer at a given moment with with the person um 
in the room necessarily, but I do think you know there's great influence that comes over time and I and I you know and of course not every person that I'm seeing are Christians you know I don't presume that and many are and and many think they are and aren't and Mm -hmm. but I um I speak a lot of truth in there and Mm -hmm. and and because I care about them and love them and 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 want to be faithful to uh to uh, the father and um and there is I mean there's there's often rich fruit and and you know you don't know what those things always are but often people come back and say you said this, or we did this, or you know, you prayed for this, or we prayed for this, and wow. this is what happened. Let me tell you, and, and I that's love such those a sweet stories. thing. It is. I it's such a sweet. Stories. It's just an encouragement mm-hmm. that yeah. that um, that I'm doing what he, you know, what he what he's yeah. called me to do. For You're this doing season. his will, and I want to thank you for that. There aren't many oh, people that would actively just, you know, really talk about yeah. Christ and. Yeah. and in the secular situation in in the world, you know, yeah. you go to different offices and different places, yeah. and you don't always do that. But yeah. I appreciate that you're doing that. Yeah. Keep doing it. Thank you. People are. You may not know that they're coming to Jesus, but I guarantee yeah. you, you're planting and, those and, seeds, and yeah. you are a witness. And patience and minister to me too. I mean, I have some. That I have some of the sweetest ones Aww. that will pray for me, and 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 I'm so grateful for yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about prayer right now because okay. I. I really am a prayer warrior. I believe in the power of prayer. I know you do too. Yeah. But our prayers aren't always answered the yeah. way we would hope. Sure. I know that you mentioned that you lost a daughter. Yes. And I've lost my mother. And we both yes. prayed hard, hard, desperately yeah. Yeah. for those individuals that we love. And and they were not healed. Yeah. But we talked about that a little bit. But then we may pray, and your daughter with cancer was healed. Right. So, Talk, yeah. Let's talk about prayer a little bit yeah. and explain to people what you think or what you feel about prayer and how sometimes they're not answered, yeah. sometimes they are. We yeah. were just talking and, about that. And I would say, you know, I think our prayers are always answered, and and, and which is a semantic difference maybe, mm-hmm. but always not answered the way that we, that we want. Right? Yes, That's right. the way we want. And, and, and so, you know, I am grateful that I think the, the more we trust that God is both, you know, completely sovereign and in control and good mm-hmm. both of those things then then it does make the submission of the results of those prayers so much easier because like when we prayed for our daughter or if i pray for a patient you know it's it's with the understanding that lord this is what we desire this is what i desire i do not know what your desire is mm-hmm. and i don't know what will both be for our good and your glory and in this situation and but you do and so we trust you but we please do this yes, you know we yes, please do yes. this and 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 of course the best example anywhere in scripture that that uh, for the believer to go to is Jesus in the garden you know begging his father if there's another way you know let this cup pass from me mm-hmm. and and then and then couching it with the term with the um with the, the the important clause of saying, but not my will, your will be done, and basically submitting himself to that, and and what an incredible uh, example that is for for the posture of prayer, because he was, you know, he's not saying, hey, you're, you know, I need you to do this, and if you don't do this, then. Mm-hmm. Um, but being submissive and yeah, humble and, and just and it, your will. I mean, yeah, and it is, and and of course he is faithful, and you, and we see him answer prayer, and it's incredibly faith building. And but then when he doesn't answer it in the way we want, I think I think that's also I think it blesses the Father probably in a completely different, maybe even richer way when we still trust him. You know, when we when we still 
are able to walk through that thing and, and praise him and thank him and, and, and know that we still know that he's good. Mm-hmm. And that's hard sometimes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. when it's, when it's, you know, people you love or situations that, that, you know, we so desire to be a different way and, and that's not yeah. how he, he responds. But, you know, but I think of, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Benigo before they were thrown into the furnace and they said, you know, and I used to have it memorized, but my paraphrase, they basically said, you know, our God is able to save us from this fire, but even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. we will not bow down and worship to the, to the, you know, to the God that you, you erected. And I thought like that kind of faith mm-hmm. must bless the heart of the father so much yes, because, yes. you know, they're both trusting that he can. Right. And then also saying, but you know if what, you if you don't, I still, we still trust you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so, um, but with that said, you know, to also, um, uh, agree with what you're saying. I just think prayer is so important, and 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 he he desires us to do that, and he wants us to ask him, you know, and ask yes. him when we don't know, and ask him if we feel like <laughs> we do know, and and um and I know that, you know, I don't pray as I should, or not, you know, I, we, my wife and I have 13 kids, and and so I should <laughs> spend should so much gather. more time <laughs> on my knees, and not just during crises, but but uh, just as a in a maintenance sort of way, and and um uh, everyone always feels too busy to. To pray, but I'm grateful, you know, within with with what I do that I'm able to pray with with most people. You know, I always ask to do that. I don't I don't just impose that right. on anyone. It's very unusual that someone would say, "No, you can't pray for me." But mm-hmm. but it's, it has happened. Um, and then you pray silently. That's, that's right. what yeah, I do. That's if right. they say no, or, or if they do seem a little uncomfortable, yeah, I'll say yeah. I'll say we don't have to pray right now. I'll, yeah, but, I'll, exactly. but, I'll, but I'll pray for yeah. you. I will pray for you about right. this. And, well, that that is awesome, and I know that recently you've had a situation that happened with your son, yeah. and you and your wife and your family did pray over this, and you saw a miracle. Yeah. And actually, we were supposed to record yeah. the day after this happened, and right. you, you texted me, "Oh, I can't do it today. My son had an accident." Let's yeah. talk about that yeah. because this is a very powerful story. Yeah, what happened here? So our youngest son is two and a half. His name is Caden, and he's a uh, he's a beautiful boy. I mean, mm-hmm. such a, a rich gift to us. Kind of came late in life. We were 46 when we had him. Big gap between him and the next youngest, which we've never had before. We, we always really had stair steps. Yes. We always had at least two in diapers, occasionally three in diapers. And and um, there's a six-year gap between him and the next. And, and we have a swimming pool. And he was in the pool with some siblings and wearing a life vest. He doesn't swim. And then had uh, it was time to go inside for lunch. And so he had taken off his jacket and... My wife was in the kitchen, and my daughter, who was in the pool, thought he went in the house already. And she got up before she went in the house. They were about to go into the kitchen to eat, and 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 she got up and walked over toward the the hot tub or spa because there was something there she needed. And when she looked in, she saw him unconscious mm-hmm. under the water, uh, with his eyes completely open, just sort of bobbing and floating, um, motionless. And and so she jumped in. She's tiny. I mean, she's probably <laughs> she's probably fifty pounds, and and yeah. and dragged him out and, and and dragged him you know into the kitchen where my wife was and my wife said he was he was still not breathing he was you know bluish color eyes open um didn't know how long he was underwater and so uh you know she kind of pushed on him i think maybe his stomach or or, or or smacked his chest and he and he coughed and then started vomiting and did start breathing spontaneously and and um, and and then she just got in the car and and drove. Didn't know if she was going to go to the hospital emergency room or my office, depending on how he was. I mean, she literally just stuck him in the seat of the van and and yeah. and took off. And 
um, the kids were at home and and they 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 prayed as she left and then she got to my office and when she got there he was you know he was awake uh, eyes open but stunned and and you know she was trying to explain what happened and and mm. just you know terrified I mean it was honestly probably I mean I mean easily the most and we've had <laughs> you've had a lot I mean a lot that we've walked through as parents just that many kids I mean I don't yeah. think it's uncommon but I mean accidents galore but but definitely the scariest thing and so we just I mean just you know beg God for mercy and cried out to him and and you know check, you know his oxygen level was was decent um, his x-ray did show a little fluid on his lungs but he was stable and so I just kept him there for for hours and um, his breathing seemed okay and but he, you know, wasn't talking, wasn't doing anything. And, and of course, you know, you don't know what happens. You know, when people mm-hmm. have near drowning, you know, sometimes they don't die, but it, you know, it destroys part of their brain and, and they're never the same where they have physical, mm-hmm. you know, handicaps that come from it or, or, or mental handicaps. And, and, you know, there's not a, a scan that can tell you that right away. I mean, you sort of see what happens over time in a sense. And so uh, after several hours of being there, you know, we went home and, you know, continue to watch his oxygen and through the night kind of paid attention because there you can have a delayed pulmonary edema they call it dry drowning and and so he slept with us between us that night and and but even that evening was just I mean not himself I mean wasn't really I mean he might have been walking a little bit but very little and um, and then in the, in the morning he woke up just completely utterly perfect I mean just every oh, wow. every you know I mean just popped out of bed, you know, with all the fun and hilarious things he always says to us. And, and so, yeah, just, so we're so grateful. I mean, it was very traumatic and, and for my daughter, especially, you know, for my wife, of course, but, but we've tried to focus on just God's great mercy. I mean, I mean, his, I mean, he was, he was merciful to us and I, and I know how close, you know, I mean, really had it been another minute, two minutes, you know, he probably would have been pulled out dead and and that happens you know yeah, it does happen it does happen and, so frequently and so we are we are just so so oh, grateful yes, to god yes. that, that he he mm-hmm. chose to to let our little boy live mm-hmm. and to let us enjoy him and wow. um and that he answered our our prayers um and it was I mean, it was incredible i mean our, our pastor the next day and he'd come over to help pray pray while he was in my office and he said he said how is he this morning i said he's he's perfect and he said he said, is that normal? He said, is it, should it be like that? I said, I don't think so. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. know, but I don't think so. there no, you go. New life He's in like, Christ. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear, you know, how your, what's Caden? Caden is his name, yeah. What he ends up, you know, doing yeah. with his life. He and said it's sweet. It, when you ask so him sweet. now, because he's scared of getting in the pool, thank goodness, oh, as you yeah. imagine. Yeah. And, but, but if you ask him about it, he'll say, I drowned already. And he said, but my God healed me. Oh, I that's love what he that. says. There you go. Out of the mouth of babies. We didn't tell him that. We didn't ever said that. Or we said something. I mean, we told him that God healed me. He said, my yeah. God healed me. Well, you know, I almost drowned. I was eight years oh, old, and, and it was one of those things. I was pulled under oh. uh, the uh, in New Braunfels, you oh. know, the rafting, yeah. you know, oh, and okay. just pulled under. But one piece of advice, if you're ever caught yeah. in the ocean or, yeah. you know, anywhere and you're being pulled under, don't fight it. Yeah. Because I was fighting it and fighting it and saw my life kind of flash before Oof. my eyes, you know. And Terrifying. then I remember just letting go. You know, and pop up. I popped up. Wow. So it's that yeah. fighting and that yeah. just, that struggle. And, you know, really, I know I wasn't a Christian at the time, but I know that God, His yeah. hand was upon me and yeah. He saved me. And yeah. I give, you know, God the glory. I could That's have right. really perished quickly if That's I kept right. on fighting. Right. And He's merciful. So He kind. is merciful. And I know you've seen a lot of that in your practice. Yeah. You've seen His mercy and His grace. 
Isn't it just I amazing? Do. Now, you're wearing a couple bracelets. Yes. I don't know what those are. Oh, but just a couple me. retreats I went to this summer. I went, yeah. just went to one in California with uh-huh. my son, Kaylin. So I have Kaden and Kaylin. Uh-huh. And that, it was called Jay Tranch. It, it was an incredible week. It was awesome. I mean, we have friends who have been to it. It's in, in Northern California in the mountains. Never been Ooh, there. Pretty, and yeah. It was really a incredible week. I mean, the Lord taught me so much about what his love you? and mm-hmm. i mean it was just a you know it was a good time together but i i hadn't really considered the fact you, you have to be unplugged and there's really no cell service and they, mm-hmm. and they tell you to put your phone away so i hadn't done that in about 12 years uh, kind of always on call so to speak and um and just the quiet you know just before just not being distracted i think and there's so many things i feel like the lord was showing me about myself and, and about him and mm-hmm. and his love and things mm-hmm. that were not on my radar like i went there with sort of thoughts of you know praying for this or kind of an agenda and i was really pursued uh mm. by by jesus and in ways that were were so good and then the second one is just we went down uh, as a family last weekend to there's a camp in giddens texas called tejas it's a it's just a campgrounds that the same son kaylin worked at this uh summer and so they had a family weekend and they said if he works it um, you guys can come down and we'll just charge for food. And, nice. and I thought, well, heck, that'd be cheaper than being here. So we, we went down and we've never done anything like that because there's so many in our family and the kids had such a fun time. We, we stayed in a bunkhouse and we did zip lining and had a lake and, and all these fun activities. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was, it was great. My son told his truck on the way down and, oh, no. and we broke the windshield out of our van or one of the windshields but it's out okay. of our van. That's I right. I mean, you had a great time. <laughs> and so there's ministry happening in your family yes. and that's so important. Yeah. Y'all yeah. spending time together yeah. and, and you teaching them about Jesus yeah, and being right. that example. And what do you think Jesus is telling you right now? And what would you want to share with our listeners? People are listening that maybe don't have a relationship with Jesus or don't yeah. know this Jesus yeah. who has poured into you and shown wow. you this love and grace. Why should yeah. we be yeah. following him? And just well, give us... Well, I mean, I'd say we should be following him because because he's he's truth. You know I mean? So he, yes. he is the... Uh, it's not. It's not necessarily because of what he can do for us or does do for us, but because he's true and that we are Amen. desperate and lost without him. That we, there is no hope apart mm-hmm. from Christ. You know, this world. I mean, if our hope is in this world only, then we are to be pitied. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a false hope. It's a pathetic hope. It's an empty hope. Mm-hmm. And not that there's not good things in this world or or, or joyful things, but um, so I would say first we we should follow him because because he is our only hope. He's our only hope for for eternity. Um, and and that he loves and one of the things that at, at the ranch that God kind of spoke to me we uh, this this lady spoke on the love of God and and she had us close our eyes and do this visualization and, and try to kind of Im- like picture the father and in in the face of the father and I don't, I'm not, I'm I'm a kind of an analytical person so I don't do that sort of thing very much but when I did it I realized that um, what I saw kind of surprised me but. Well, and the reason she said it, she said, A.W. Tozer has a quote that says, when, what, what comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. Interesting. And I realized when, when I did that, when I saw the face of the Father, I kind of viewed him as viewing me with a sense of disappointment, primarily. In other words, that was what I perceived as, as, as the Father's view toward me. And, and, it's, a, and it's strange. And I, and I wondered about that. I have an incredibly affirming mother who loves jesus and introduced me to him at a young age and a, and a very supportive loving father and so i don't know and it's in, in many ways i don't even understand where that came yeah, from yeah and so and i shared that we had a little small group and i shared that that night 
And the next day I was reading in James um, uh, 1, and there was, you know, we were just having, just in my, basically our quiet time, they sort of guided us through the book of James, and, and it said, it was talking about wisdom. And let me see if I can find the exact. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all, without reproach, and it will be given to him. And that verse jumped out at me. I thought mainly because... I feel like I lack wisdom all the time. We have all these kids, including several grown ones, and there's always mm-hmm. things that we're <laughs> having to navigate. Life, Parenting older kids and helping them is, is much more challenging than little ones, as you probably know. But as I kind of wrote the verse out and was looking through the verse, that little prepositional phrase, without reproach, jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God, as I'm asked, God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And so I thought, well, I kind of mm-hmm. know what reproach means, but what is it? literally mean so i had my i did have my phone even though we weren't supposed to have our phone so i had, no, I had enough signal so i googled i googled the word reproach and it said reproach means disapproval or disappointment and i mean literally this was the morning after i mm-hmm. in fact i shared with my small group i said you know i mean i know god loves me like objectively like he sent jesus and and but talking about like feeling loved by him i mostly feel like he's disappointed by me and I don't know why that is. I mean, and, and, and I'm not, I wasn't sharing it like as a woe is me, like, but, but that was really true. And I read that and I just started crying uh-huh. when I read it because it was, it was the literal, I mean, basically, I mean, you could read it by the same, you could say, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without disappointment, without disapproval, and it will be given to him. And that is just mm-hmm. almost too good to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, and, and, you know, people talk about the good news and we use that kind of term. Mm-hmm flippantly maybe like oh the good news the gospel but it it is too i mean it's almost too good to believe that that is i mean we're not like that you know if we have a relationship with someone who constantly messes up or hurts us or we get falls short we get yeah. disappointed we get we we you mm-hmm. know it, it it strains it but but that's not how our father is and mm-hmm. and because of jesus you know not because of what we've done not because we mm-hmm. can we've got it all together or we live it perfectly and he wants us to obey him but but it's because of the perfect life of his son that he can look at us in if we're in Christ and see his righteousness mm-hmm. and look at us without disapproval, without disappointment, and give, in this case, wisdom, you know, to the mm-hmm. generous God who gives generously, generously. to all mm-hmm. without reproach. And so so that's been on my heart. I mean, since since I've been back, that was something oh, that I really, that. really spoke to um, ministered to me deeply. Honestly. Isn't that just so cool? And this is how God will speak to us. You, yeah. you heard disappointment, but then when you read the scripture yeah. and y'all were just talking yeah. about James, you found that yeah. and reproach yeah. meant that. And yeah. it's like, I'm not disappointed yeah. in you. So it, God is saying, it, I am not disappointed yeah. in you. Yeah. You love me yeah. and I know you love me yeah. and I love you. Yeah. And so... And I'm going to give you that wisdom yeah. from above. And I love the, you know, and, and it says in Hebrews that the Word of God is living and active yes. and sharper than any oh, two-edged sword. Amen. And there's a bunch of other things after that that I don't have memorized that are beautiful. But 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 that is kind of, you know, an example of that, that, that His Word is, you know, it's living. It's not just a... It's not just you know these dead words on a page. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. the Spirit brings life. And, and, and I will say that one of the other take-home points of being away was that it's just the importance of consistently being in the Word and also being... In the word, not just in a normal, maybe quick devotional sense in the morning, right. but at times when there can be, you know, more time and undistracted time, where maybe you're gone for an afternoon or a day, and and can really hear his voice, and yes. and and because that's, I mean, that's what happens when you when you really can can mm-hmm. can be in in the word, and so yeah.
there's such truth in that. And that, that's good advice. Get in the Word. Yeah. Get in the Word and yeah. and meditate on the Scripture. Like yeah. you really let that Scripture and James really um, be written on your heart. You really pondered it. You looked it up. You thought about it. And you thought, okay, what is God trying to tell tell yeah. me through this? Yeah. And, and He was. He speaks through the, His yes, pages. They're His love letter to that's us. Right. That's right. And didn't you just feel loved after you Oh, tremendously. You yeah, so much, so much, so much so. Yeah. God is love, and so amen, huh? Aren't yeah. we so glad? Well, I thank you so much for coming to the, and You're interviewing and, and just sharing your heart. And wow, what a, what a wonderful ministry you have an opportunity. And so thankful for you and what you do for so many people. So keep doing good and, I'm very grateful. and sharing his love. So would you close us in prayer? Yes, I would love to. Father, thank you for this morning and for your mercies, which are new today and every day. And Father, I pray for all those listening, uh, Lord, that they would know you as the God of love uh, because of Jesus, Lord, not because of anything that we've done, not because of, of our merit or our good behavior, but because of the perfect righteousness of your Son. And I pray that that, that truth would be would bring hope and would bring joy into the hearts of those who follow you, Lord. And I pray that you would help us to uh, to follow you well, that we would view our life here as, as purposeful and, and not an accident and not about us, Lord, but about you and, and seeing your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And we thank you so much for, for your son. Thank you for, for sending him for us. And thank you, Lord, that he learned obedience uh, it says in Hebrews, uh, he learned obedience through what he suffered, mm-hmm. even though he was a son. And what a tremendous mystery and, mm-hmm. and incredible truth that is, but also a message uh, for all of us that, uh, that following you is not perfect uh, and not uh, always bring exactly what we want. But I pray that we would submit our, our hearts to you, our wills to you. And just as he prayed in the garden uh, when, he, when he said, not my will, but yours be done, Lord, that, that would be the cry of our heart too as as we cry out to you and we love you we thank you for jesus and we pray all this in his name Amen. amen thank you for listening to real life real people radio if you would like to hear more episodes simply search real life real people radio on apple google and podbean podcasts and remember every day will be a good day when you get real with god Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, real faith, Jesus the center.